0: You're listening to The Spiro Avenue Show. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch our full shows and clips and highlights on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for watching, and I hope you enjoy. Normally, I like to do a little introduction, and I tell you two minutes on the Lions or the Red Wings or the Pistons or whatever has me upset, but we're skipping all that because I have, across from me now, a beloved Detroit son, a legend, an icon in the city, and I don't want to tie anybody up. Nobody cares what I have to say when Darren McCarty, Red Wings legend, is in in the house. Welcome, Darren. Great to have you.
1: Big fan, Justin. Thank you. Ever since I threw you that puck back when you were like eight years old. But hold on. I got one thing to say, everybody out there. This is...
0: Sparta, and you are in Sparta. You you were commenting on the Michigan State. Oh, I love uh, it. Walking in,
1: I t- I told you that I also too have you know everybody knows my story being Canadian. I'm a fan of all Michigan sports except when State and Michigan play. Then I love little brother or whatever they're called. But I married into it. <laughs> little brother start. kicks ass, dude. I grew up being the smaller brother, so <laughs>
0: we're not even a minute in. We're into the little brother stuff. Yeah, so, but
1: I'm part of your little brother fraternity. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Little brothers are tougher. Big are we- brothers are soft. We've kind of embraced that name now. It was such a catalyst for a great era of Michigan State football. But so obviously, you know, as much as everyone wants to hear you and I talk about Michigan State football, and I could go for 10 hours, you're a Red Wings legend. That's going to be the focus. Okay. So, you know, I was putting this show together, talking with producer Ben, talking with set designer Eric, and we're thinking, where do we want to go? And look, everyone knows we're going to land on the Claude Lemieux incident eventually. So that's... I think what you're probably most known for is that safe to say? Ah, oh, dude. Man. I mean, other, other not, than I, four times Stanley champion. I'm gonna have champion, to think
1: about that for a minute. You it's know, up it's, there. can we get to that later? Because I'm, I don't really remember. But you know, you want to start with like what's going on with the Red Wings right now? You want to start with that? We yeah, can. I mean, we can all go back to my history. I mean, you know, the the, the bottom line is uh, karma is real. In Claude the Muse case, his name was Darren McCarty. And you know what? You do not, the bottom line is March 26, 1997, happens because in life and in sports, you do not lose respect for a fellow human being and Claude DeMue when he hit Chris Draper from behind. It wasn't the fact that he broke his face in half. It was the fact that he didn't apologize, said that you would have, wouldn't have heard of Chris Draper. And so I know being from here, and I don't care if you're a Wolverine, you're a Spartan, you know, whatever you are, being here from the state of Michigan or Southern Detroit, that's being Michigan's favorite stepson, that's not how we act and we stick up for each other. And... You know We can talk about it, but the way that it played out is better than any storybook. Now, I'm biased because I'm the star, but it's played out like anything written by him. And the yeah. way I call it March twenty six, ninety seven 97, is if you look back, historically, that's Red Wing D-Day.
0: Well, you, you took my hand down the aisle, so now we're going to go there. That's where we wanted to go. So I, I'm going to just, for, for the three people watching that don't know what the hell we're talking about, the vast majority do, but I want to play the clip. And for those that do know, we'll bring them back to that moment. This is before the brawl, a year before, the incident that sparked it all, Claude Lemieux Right. In the playoff.
1: Can I help you with this? Because this is the imperativeness to the story. Sure. Because it's the leading up, right? In 93, yeah. we win the President's Trophy, or 93-94 win the President's Trophy, lose to San Jose. Come back, lockout year, go to the finals against Jersey, lose in the finals, get swept when we're supposed to win. Come back the next year, this year, the end of this is the uh, in the last game, game of six, this year, 19, but we 19, set 19. the league record 62 wins that season, and ending up this not only this does this happen, but we lose the game, lose the series. And it was the that was the only, the first time that I ever felt like, oh my God, we may never get back. It's harder. You know, I remember Dino Cicerelli, the Paul Coffey going, take, don't take it for granted, it's going to be over quick. And you know what? Every opportunity. And you're young. You know, I remember like, oh, we didn't win against Jersey, not like we weren't trying, but we'll get them next year. And you set the league record. But stuff like this happens.
0: Yeah, and you're out on the doorstep. You don't even get back to the finals. With, I mean, until the Tampa Bay Lightning choked and then later made good themselves. You know, a year ago in the first round. But does that
1: the- really count in a three point in a three point system? Because the overtime games and the points That's fair. and everything. So That's like, a fair let's not compare. Let's say- not compare generations. And I won't say that. That's, That's There's doesn't count. I'm just saying that if they- we could, comp- don't make yeah. me say that there's is second because. It goes old school. Oh, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, yeah. I got four cups and the organization's got two.
0: Yes, that's, that's fair. So we'll, we'll take you back to the hit year. You've all seen it a hundred times. I know Darren has, but let's play it.
1: And here's the thing. Watch where I'm sitting.
0: So, you know, for the audio listeners, we, we got it dialed right up. Here, Chris schraber got the puck. Bang. Right, uh, right at center ice, and you're standing right there. I I'm mean, right.
1: It's it happened right in front of me, literally. If you've, I'm right there. You can see me holding up Joe sacket because uh, John Wharton, our trainer, jumps over. We don't know how bad it is, but I knew it was bad because I heard his face crush against the boards, and like a, like anybody who'd been to Old Tiger Stadium or Comerica Park on opening day. That crack of the bat. Right. And, and that was Drapes' face. And this just goes to show you how tough hockey players is, but my man, why his nickname is Nails. This is where he got the nickname Nails, Tough as Nails.
0: Well, right yeah, right there? He, no, that's, you his, said he that's he,
1: where he got his. I gave him the nickname Nails I, I after he this.
0: He, didn't he tell you to tell reporters to call him Nails? I don't know. I, yes, I, I, he I, did. did.
1: You no, know, we were taught, but it was because of this. Because <laughs> yeah. he had to convince me why he was tough as nails. Yeah, well, and, he, and, and then he did. He convinced me because he said, dude. I got up and skated off cuz he said there's no way cuz they wanted to stretch him and I mean it's well so documented. So you
0: were you were the tough guy obviously on the team. You you were the heavy. You were you were the the heavyweight. You declared yourself a middleweight at some point in
1: your ah, dude, I I I'd say I'm a light heavyweight. If I had to lug the load in and back in the night whatever then it, then not it not wasn't comf- then it wasn't Rock, comfortable
0: for me. That's fine. I could I could handle it, but yep. I didn't like it. So either way, you were you were the tough guy on the team and you could dangle a little bit and we'll get to that in a minute. But it's not just that. It's right in front of you. It's in, as you mentioned, an elimination game where this incredible season's going up in flames. And the cherry on top of that shit Sunday, Draper was probably your best friend on the team. Oh, definitely. So what's going through your head? You're right there. Are you just worried? Is is this guy dead? I mean, we're throwing the pictures up now sliding through. He was in rough shape.: Yeah,
1: see, yeah. I'm right there, right yeah, yeah, yeah. dude rough shape, he broke, he broke his jaw in four or two places, and his orbital bone got crushed. He had to get a titanium plate. and the fact to even skate off there, and we don't know how bad it is even between the periods, but it's sort of the, it's a deflation. But the whole thing, like I said, with everything else, Claude the Mew brought it upon himself because he said he wasn't sorry. He said Draper deserved it. And what I, instead of saying, you know, like owning up to it, like I said, bad things in sports and bad things in life happen, but you can't lose respect for a fellow human being. And then the fact that, that fellow human being is my best friend, right? I mean, I remember two days later and after when I got him out of the hospital and the doctor gave me pliers because he had his jaw wired shut. So in case he didn't get sick um, and we got in the car and there's two things. One that I asked and one that I told him and, I, and or, uh, the one thing that I said to him, I said, Drapes, don't worry. I looked at him and I said, I'll take care of this. And then I asked him where he wanted to eat. But that was a loaded question because I knew he wanted Noki yeah. over in Andiamo, yeah. that selfish prick with the jaw wires shut and <laughs> stuff. Four hours, Justin. Takes the guy four hours with his jaw wires shut to eat a simple freaking plate of Noki. But if you ask him to this day, it was the best plate of Noki he had. But, you know... I'm in my brain. And if you go through my story at the time, I'm trying to stay sober too. So I got right. this. So I got 10 months, because this is May. And the March twenty sixth doesn't happen. Retribution, the payoff doesn't happen for 10 months.
0: So you get I think we have a picture of him too. It, it was a little bit after the, the incident. So he was somewhat healed up, which is I don't know if Benny can throw that up there, his swollen jaw. Oh yeah. But I mean he was he was in rough shape. And I, I'm wondering. You pick him up. You tell the story in your book. You just mention it again. You tell him. Look at it, that. The, yeah, look at is, the elephant. Yeah. Look at that. And that was after he had recovered for a while. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't like the next day. That that's,
1: that's probably the wires off the at that de- point. That's two. That's probably rate what he looked. That rate the day or the day after I got him out. Yeah, because I can see in his eyes. Look at how hungover he is. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 he's in rough shape there. So. It was personal for you, right? Is that oh, one hundred percent, dude? One hundred percent.
1: Thank God. Thank goodness that this happened in an arena <laughs> that I could allow the good Lord Himself to to take a hold, so I didn't have to go over and kill this guy for reals. <laughs>
0: You, you think the-, the For real, like, for real. You know, like, them. come yeah. on, if you don't
1: think, like, you don't yeah. call, it, call it the way it is, like, that happens in real life, and a guy doesn't apologize and walks up and does something like that, like, you're, like, the, the police are coming for something. I'm not saying you're going to kill him, but there's a beating going on.
0: Well, you, you sure looked like you wanted to kill him. I, I did. I, I,
1: I yeah, oh. Dude, I have no respect yeah. because it's about respect for a fellow human being. And if he doesn't have respect for them, then I don't respect him. And and in fact, you know, something had to happen. And here's the cherry. I liked how you said that before. Here's the cherry on top. Remember we lost in 95? Who won the con smite that year? Claude Lemieux for the Devils scoring goals down the wing for the Devils that beat us in the finals. So he's been a thorn. Even yeah, before, I
0: did not make that connection. That's why I'm here, bro. That's why I'm here at Sparty Love, kid. I mean, I knew he was on the team. I just had never even thought about that layer of it, where it's you know it is insult to injury quite. It only came
1: to me like a few years ago too, when I was going through doing. My, But going through different things and I was like somebody brought it to my attention because it was cool, you know, like just how many guys really hated them or like like that was. And and if you want to go conspiracy theory, because I'll let you play the retribution and I'll give you some of the conspiracy theories I heard about this game, which I can neither confirm nor
0: deny, but but they're plausible so so you we're gonna do the retribution now. So we it brings us to my and we can get into that. So March 26, nineteen ninety-seven, it's a subsequent season, and this was interesting. It's something I I kind of knew in the back of my head, but I had forgotten until so I looked into it. It was the fourth meeting of that season, not the first, not the second, not the third. Now, when Mew was gone for the first two, he was hurt. So those are off. The third one was in Colorado. So That was, I'm guessing, a calculated decision to some degree because otherwise you would have jumped them in Colorado. And you said in your book that you wanted it to be at home.
1: It had to be. You got to remember, too. Remember, I go back because we're building on the fact that they beat us after setting the league record and then crushed my friend. And that was game six. They go on to win the Stanley Cup. They beat us the first two games. Into the third game, we still hadn't beaten them. To me, that's called rivalry. Right where you got to be bigger than where the game is bigger than one person. Yep. that's what made us right where you, you and you understand that because of that team mentality. Right, we're so and Channy puts it so eloquently when it comes to March twenty six is that is that no matter we knew something had to happen and there had to be some but we had to win the game. We had to win the game because to play it on out that gave us a psychological advantage but going back to why yes very calculated if it would have presented itself right where we no, we were on the ice one time together and it was he changed at the end of the whistle and I wasn't gonna go like it was smart they if Crawford put him on the ice it was at the end of my shift so so and I knew we were playing I had March 26th and if I had my and, and if it was my belief that it, the way it was meant to be, it was, I had March 26th. Circle on a calendar. Just hope that he had the balls to show up.
0: So you had, a, you had a long wait. You know, we talked about first two games. He's not there. He's hurt. Third game's in Colorado. So it's a long wait. You're walking into the Joe, March 26 1997. Do you know going in that shit's going to go down that night?
1: I know that at the worst case scenario, I'm in Jackson state prison and I'm getting commissary from all you good people out there. Okay. That's the worst case scenario, but something was going to go down.
0: Best case. Something was happening. So like if it,
1: if, if it didn't play out the way it is, you have to, because here and, and when you understand when, when you're a part of something bigger than yourself, then you can, then that's where meek, the meekness comes in because you understand the why. And the why was the more importance was winning the game. But we had to let it materialize because I had to get him. Right? And I had to get him like he got drapes. I mean, there'd be one thing like i like continue to fight him. But just the way that it started and the fact I love telling the story because it's Igor, the Professor Larianoff. Here's here's his stats. Right? Here's Larionov. Soaking wet, 5'8", 140. <laughs> Soaking wet in a downpour, right? Yeah. I, and then Peter Forsberg, who's the best guy? But it, the, here's, another th- here's another layer of the onion peeling back, right? Sometimes in culture, in society, on teams different, that's what the elders, it might not be. They, they have to lead by example. And it was like, as I play it back, and as I see the things like the Russian Five, and we talk about things, and... And time gets away where you can reflect back on. I'm always in search of the whys, right? That's what Darren McCarty has figured out he's about. He's got to know why. And it makes sense because my aunts told me that that's all I would ask when I was younger is why, 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 why. But the whole thing, to the point of this, is that Laryanov, and it's beautiful. But, God, dude, the, the bigger, the, tell me, is there a bigger pacifist than Igor Laryanov than Gandhi? That's the biggest, they, they, no, I don't think there's anybody.
0: About, yeah, he could have won the Lady Bing. Ever he could have won the Nobel Peace yeah. Prize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but forget the Lady Bing. You could have won the Nobel Peace Prize. So, again, clips that we've all seen a hundred times, but just for the context, we're not going to play all 17 minutes of that mm-hmm. brawl. It's too time-consuming. It's too tedious. No. But let's play a, a critical first minute with sound, so we'll let it go. People can oh, get the You want me feel. to narrate through it? Oh, you'll narrate through when we play it back with no sound. Oh, okay, so, cool. yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll right, be, I get to watch it again. You get to watch it again. All so yeah, right. let's roll that back. And
1: never no guys out there, girls out there, it never, ever, ever gets old. Here is here is Onoff. Avalanche holding the Red Wings in their own zone. Onoff and Forsberg
0: away from the play. Peter Forsberg took a swipe at Igor Onoff. And it is an off end. And we see Larry Larionov go, but he did, and now Darren McCarty gets his shots in at Claude Lemieux. And look, who came all the way out to try to help Patrick Waugh. Oh, my goodness. You never know when to expect it, Darren McCarty
1: said before. Vernon and Waugh.
0: Mike Vernon with a great left. With the right. You know, most of the people who watch this are watching it, not listening. We do have audio listeners too, but it's just everyone that's watching you for the most part knows what we're talking about and what happens. So, you know, and but
1: they missed, you know, if that's the camera angle, you don't see like there's different camera angles where you see it caught from my fist coming and punching him. Well, in and the that's face. the
0: iconic photo too. So, yeah, I mean,
1: oh. Uh, that's cool. because
0: yeah, I mean, Ben can throw up like the kind of playing back the video without the sound. Um, I'll know.
1: narrate you through it. Yeah, because talk watch me on it. the Watch on the fireboards boards where Igor Larianov's number eight, and Peter Voresberg there, 21, knocks down Larianov. That's the pacifist. That's the Gandhi guy. I'm circling around. So when you see the little guy grab their guy like that, now I'm circling around, and I know that Lemieux's on the ice. So at this point— Right. Instead of looking over there like, oh, look at these cute little puppies on Christmas. I'm like in Shark Week mode. But Adam Foote's got a hold of me that you can't see right now that Shanny broke me through. And so, boom, I laid him out with that punch. And that's where they said I turtled him. But even Claude the Muse says, no, it's the hardest he's ever been hit. And I was like, phew, I can't hit anybody any h- harder. But right here is where I, boom, paid him back because I bulldogged his head right <laughs> into the boards, right in front of Drapes. And if you watch this right here, Shanny said, even though I got four minutes for roughing, I tried to knee him. I did. But Dan Shackey, oh, conspiracy theory, 47, the linesman, and the referee at center ice roughed the game. Drapers' face got smushed. Oh, I'm just saying, I don't know. Boom! Slip to the left, Vernie, little cowboy. Hey, think about this. Everybody out there, please, if you're having a bad day, it could always be worse. Do what Darren McCarty does. You could be Patrick Waugh. Why? Not because I scored a lot of goals on him. I have a hat trick on him and all that stuff like that. But he got his ass kicked by a midget 50-year-old goaltender, Mike <laughs> Vernon, and then came back the next year, tried to fight little Chrissy Osgood, who never had to fight except his four-year-old sister at Christmas that he always lost to. Never had to fight and beat his ass. So, I mean, it's like uh, that. It could have... So there you go.
0: Look, I mean, I don't know whether it was a conspiracy theory or just gross negligence, but look, I love you, diehard Red Wings fan. You should have been thrown out of that game. Dude, I got
1: four <laughs> minutes to <for> roughing <laughs> in a tent. I, I'm, listen, 120, the Justin, 127 goals, career, 129 fights. That would have gave me 135. I didn't even get a five-minute major.
0: It's you should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, thank God you weren't. And this is the other thing people forget. You talked about how important it was to win that game.
1: You scored. Well, this is the this is the, how the story, right? So it's it's it like the there. everything's a mini-series these days, right? Out there, out there on TV, right? So that was just the first part. That was slaying the dragon. That was getting, but I'll show you now is getting the girl. Because you gotta remember, yeah, I'm not saying sitting here that if that's all that happened, we lost didn't go on to win, that we wouldn't remember it, but it wouldn't have signified because what was to happen is where we tied it up and went into overtime and I scored the overtime winner. It's just crazy. So, so I slayed the dragon. I got the girl, but here it is. Justin, how old were you at that time?
0: I would have been 10.
1: So right then, Right at that moment I scored right there was the first time I ever as a Red Wing fan that I grew up right give or take 10 minutes for the board is 40 minutes just like all everybody else grew up. That was the first time I had that chill through my bones and and it is a sigh of relief like it's going to be all right. Don't know what it means, but it's going to be all right. For not just the team, not me, the team, the fans, no matter how old you were, how young you were, that meant everything, not just sticking up. What I did is that I was just the vessel of what everybody else and the power of what the people of Michigan and the people of Detroit and the suburbs and everybody are all about all about, you know, like that's the thing is that my whole story and and is like I say, I'm a battery, and you guys are my power, and it's just this connection that now it's for me saying thanks and giving back and saying remember me, remember, and I'm telling you this is the why. I'm telling you this is why we and we're because we're gonna get back there, and I want everybody to know if they weren't around then what it means to be from here because you should be very proud, and I don't care, and, and we're all from Detroit. If you if you it, because it's a mentality, it's yeah. not it's not an address. You're right, an
0: adopt, you're an adopted Detroit. Son. I am. I'm a, yeah. your favorite stepson. Yeah. Please, who's <laughs> yeah.
1: come on, man? So, Can I please just have that? Can somebody just please nominate the, and, and
0: me? I, but see, I agree with what you said earlier that I think it was important to win that game because, okay, congratulations, you beat up Lemieux. If you lost again, they popped you a couple times earlier in the year. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They just knocked you out. You had to win, and you did. Did you have any and,
1: rivalries in high school? Like, or did you have any, the one where you had to get, and there's always that one because that's the soul. Like, so that game, it was bigger, but we, but here's the thing, right? And you've been on teams and people out there have been around, but you know, when your organization or when you're ready as a team, and when you're ready as individuals, more because we'd been battered, we'd been beat down, but we refused to quit all of us and looks side to side, and that's the whole thing which bleeds into you know getting revenge, sweet revenge, I call it on that because what it what it happened and what it all catapulted us to experience, right? like and not to get too far ahead, but you know, three months. Later, I beat one guy one on one. Just got to make a good time. My whole career Who was for there? the cup clincher. there, but but here's the but here's the thing, right? Because it's that culture of to finally get over the hump and use that and use that as D day, and then to go on and then we win and we get there and you know what? And I score the cup clinch. What? Oh, I did. It? Oh, I did. Oh, I scored the cup clincher for that one. Yeah. So, but anyways, like that. But then three days later. You know the accident happens with Vladimir Konstantinov, and it's the highest of highs of the lowest of lows. We went through it together, just because we were there. That was the great, and then we were able to win in '98 with the belief because it was that's what is that we know—the heartbeat. I don't care how old you were; if you're little, you weren't. You were, and that's the culture we're trying to teach the wise and trying to teach the wise. And right now, right, right now, the Red Wings. There's a future. There was no future when I was 10 years old watching the Red Wings. I was the future in my mind, yeah. right? I was. I was going to be Robin to Proby's Batman, and I was going to win a Stanley Cup for my hometown team. And you could tell me, as more you told me how I wasn't going to get there, the more I was going to do it to shove it up your ass.
0: Oh, and I read your book. You, you were going to, like, every skating camp and working on your hands. and You Sweden tell me and what and I,
1: if, <laughs> Justin, here's the thing, right? If I, the thing that I realize, I have a superpower. And my superpower is that I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. Now, that power in the past has been used against me in the reverse ways. When I've used it against myself because, you know, not being true to myself and I've learned the hard way. I just want to share that if you trust me and why, why should you trust me? Because you know me. You raised me, you, you know, I live it the way the, I try to be as I sign all my books, enjoy my truth. This is my truth, how I try to remember it. And I try to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. And some days I'm better at it than others, but I'm always going to try. And I, I, I love, I, it's my way to give back because and, and the thing is, if you've ever been in any, I've pretty much been there, but I don't believe there's a rock bottom. I just believe there's an endless pit. But if you want to stop and do the work, no matter what it is and the enjoyment too, then let's find the enjoyment because, you know, now you understand because you're, it's the next generation of what, you know, we were talking beforehand and it, and it's great to have watched your growth through the pod. When I asked your first thing is when did you go video and stuff like that? Because that's an adjustment too, but the growth and it's okay to enjoy the journey because the destination guys is an oasis. How do I knew know that is because I had my mindset. I'm making it to the NHL since I was eight years old and I was going to do whatever it took you know the, the hockey schools and that that was nothing Sweden everything whatever it didn't matter you tell me what I had to do fight this monster fight that yeah whatever T- big deal punch me in the face you know whatever I'm coming back I'm coming back because I got a goal to where I'm going to get to now it's show- showing people that no matter where you've been it's okay but I don't want you to have to take the mistake you know, if I broke my leg doing something, if you get a bandaid and go, oh, yeah, zmac Yeah. Thanks, dmac That's all it is. No problem. I'll be over here, you know, looking for a golf game oh, or something. And
0: this, this fire is why you were beloved in Detroit and particularly that night. It, you were not so beloved in that Colorado locker room. And we were we were <laughs> going through. I, I, I got to you
1: say that like that's you say that like if. If I had such the honor of wearing the the green and white of the Sparty, and if I and if some Wolverine, if Jimmy Harbaugh's in there going that McCarty, I hate him I, on the I, other team. T- I'm well, like, isn't that you. the
0: goal? They should hate you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just say it as a matter of fact, that they. I, do you remember what Mike Keene said? We pulled that up. And Mike Keene, forward oh. for the Avalanche. Guy's got three Stanley Cups to his own name. Three different teams. This was him right after the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're just a bunch of homers. I didn't see Chris Draper out there. He had all the big guys fighting for him, but that's okay. I just want to know why they waited six months. I've got no problem playing a he heartless team. He
1: was absolutely team. right in everything.
0: Yeah, I've got no problem. He called you a heartless team. Was he right about that? He goes, I've got no problem playing a I don't know. heartless does team. Heart, the does a
1: heartless team stick up for each other and do that I, well, stuff? That's it. Nah, I agree. I do He that's, goes, that's, that's sort of.
0: For, for the love of God. Let me, let's it finish. was a great series.
1: He knew it was right. <laughs> so he goes, and, we, and he's right. No, he wanted he was to wrong. play you, though. It was wrong. We effing hated each other.
0: Okay. So you thought he was too kind with the way. Yeah. But he, he called you guys heartless. He called Draper basically a bitch for letting you do the fight for him.
1: Well, that's what, dude, that's what your bu- big buddy does when the bigger guy. <laughs> hey, Claude the is bigger than I am. Claude six yeah. 6'2, like he was like, had. 15 pounds on me. So yeah. it's not like I was fighting down. No. Right? No. So you know what? When you do hour. bad things, yeah. there is no rules in fight camp. You know, there's no, hey, dude, when you don't apologize and I want to get you, I don't care how big you are, I'm going to get you. And
0: you got him. I mean, right? Famously. There's no
1: respect. If this was no. the where he apologized and whatever, I'll still fight him. Because of his size, but then maybe Drapes would take care of something else because that would be a respect thing and a conversation. But that was way blown out of, so it didn't even matter. He's lucky I didn't have a night. No, I wouldn't have.
0: that. That fight. Let's just say that fight never happens. You decide. You know what? It's been ten months or whatever it was. I, I wanted to get him back, but it's too much time. I love myself. He beat. He beat you. The Avalanche beat you three to two in that game. Nothing happens.
1: No, that's People. against my. That's against
0: my. But you guys win the cup though.
1: If that's, that happens. No, no. That's I, a, I think that's, that
0: was the turning point. Nah, that 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 was never an option. Because I think they they had as much talent as as they did the year before, and they were still loaded. absolutely
1: that. But so, we needed that win. And no, he was getting it. Yeah, you. No, he was getting it. Like I said, it, no. And and why would why would and you can ask any of my teammates. You can ask anybody that knows me or whatever. Because I would rather put a bullet in my head and exit this earth then you see my whole thing isn't because I love the confrontation and I love to fight. No, it's my love for doing it before anybody else has to is greater than the fear of any pain or any violence that I can endure. Because my thing is, if you get by me, I'm probably dead, but it's, but I can't watch Right. I get it why these generals back in the day, you'd say, why do the ones ride in front? Because that's I get it. It's that sort of what's built in. It's that sort of gladiator mentality. It's and when you understand that, is because I knew, see, I always knew who I was to everybody else. And that in, like to, to right, but not to myself. And that included, that's why I was surrounded. I knew. That, they, that I was needed. And, you know, that, that I, the need by my teammates stopped me from doing a lot of stupid shit.
0: And it's funny because as much as you're known for that fight, I think, and, and I, I said that day is probably what you're most known for, I would say number two, at least for me, and I think for the vast majority of Detroit Red Wings fans, fast forward a couple months, and you clinched a Stanley Cup, the first Stanley Cup in decades in Detroit. So I want to play that. This is another clip I'm sure you're never sick of. So this is Darren McCarty, game four, in Detroit, 3-0 series lead, putting the Philadelphia Flyers on ice. Detroit again there, even though there was an odd man rush coming. Dumped back in as
1: Nicholas Littstrom again blocks it. That was Littstrom with the stick. What a stick he's got. He was having a great final. As good as they thought he would be, Darren McCarty he comes back and nail on in front of him. McCarty draws. McCarty in. McCarty! But here's the whole thing. I walk you through it when you when you see what it is. But me being a responsible grind line right winger, even though I'm out there with Stevie and
0: Can you throw it back up there, Ben? Is that, uh, is that possible in your in your arsenal?
1: Oh yeah, Ben.
0: Yeah. So okay. So Ben's pulling it back up. Yeah, you can walk. Ben's me through a it. pro. Yeah. Oh, he's but, a man. But
1: but it's my thing is if you watch this play, my mentality was I was thinking get it to the red line, dump it in, right? So. It's the end of the shift. You watch that Philly's changing. I'm out there. There's Vladdy. Moves it up to Samus Sandstrom. I come through the middle. Stevie bumps it. I come through the middle. It's one-on-one here. I'm going to dump it in. And boop, I... Whatever reason God decides you're not Darren McCarty, you're Mariel Lemieux. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this orange and I pulled it. And you know why I scored is because I was just like inches away from the net in the crease. And I said, please don't miss the net <laughs> double pirouettes. Come out. See Steve. Eisman looking at me. The guy that I've watched since I was eight, 10 years old and his eyes at dinner saucers going, what the F was that? And me going, well, uh, I don't know. And him and saying, training worked, man. and him saying to me, if you understand the, the, the complexity of our relationship, pretty much I'm his bitch or whatever he says to me, he says, well, thank God you don't have to do it again, which put it all in perspective. But you, the most important thing, here's the caveat, right? Because it goes to the answer to the question, who do I send my first Christmas card to every year? Eric Lindros, captain of Philadelphia. Why do I do that? And I go, because not only did he give me the clinching goal, because he scored with like 13 seconds left to make it 2 1. But he also gave me my favorite memory of Joe Louis Arena because with 13 seconds left or 11 seconds left, face off outside, Steve Eiserman, Brendan Shanahan, Lidstrom, Konstantinoff, and McCarty. I'm on the ice for that draw. Steve, he doesn't lose it. I go down to the far blue line. So I'm at the far blue line when the buzzer goes. The guys are coming off the bench. The people are in the stands, streamers out of the stands. From blue line to blue line. It was so loud. It was like in the movies when they make it like, you know, this it's mute. Gentle. Like it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fog- I, it just <laughs> sounded like, you know, <laughs> like I was going like this. And then, yeah, 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 and then I crossed the blue line again, and then it came back in. But I will always remember that for whatever. And, and then when I look back on it to actually be on the ice. To score the goal, but to be on the ice for the first championship, to bring it back, you know, you know what the greatest part of it was? I made a hundred dollar bet with my cousin Chad. He's six months younger than me, like my brother, and he was a huge Toronto fan. And we bet who'd win the who'd win the cup first, Detroit or Toronto. Wait, waiting. I scored the cup clincher. I made him pay me two hundred. Now he's got the Leafs and I got the Lions. So, but the only thing is, I I'm gonna win a hundred no matter what. Like even if I lose that, that bet. Funny. It's house money it's, it's house money, baby yeah, here yeah. in the, here in Spiro money. Avenue, just yeah. learning about house money. <laughs>
0: right. you're playing with house money, so the last thing about that ninety seven thing people forget that you guys were the underdogs going in, yeah, The fires were fake. it was it was
1: like in in ninety five you remember we were supposed to smoke, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, i mean they they had home ice, so a series opens and, and you know
1: how I knew it was different first shift, I absolutely Peter. Uh, Peters for a boat in the corner. So hard, dude. I thought I folded him Solid
0: defenseman back then. So I I'm curious w- reading your book and I had read it once when it came out of what, 2013, but I, I read it again and you said something that really stood out to me. Now the first part I was nodding. The second part, the eyebrow went up, you credited the jump. You win 62 games in 96 and you lose sort of uh, on the doorstep of the finals. You credited that jump from 96 to 97, getting over the hump, to two things. First, the Brendan Shanahan trade. I'm with you. Totally head nodding. I agree. That was a, the, the primo coffee trade for Shanahan was big. But do you remember what you said the second? Well, there's three was?
1: because I had to add Larry Murphy to it. But Joey Kosher. Joey, Joey Kosher out of the beer league. I
0: was stunned you said Joey Kosher was the second reason. Yeah. Why? And
1: Larry Murphy III, because, was, at that point, because Scott, the not only did he bring in the heavy that had the relationship with Stevie. So when you bring in a lieutenant that's been there that had won a cup with the Rangers, that is highly respected, that is a childhood hero of mine. So you're gonna get a dog paying at his leg. Listen to whatever popped in his Joey's nickname's Papa. He's he's yeah. the president of our alumni to this day. And um, He's a great guy he's great phenomenal. Guy. And here's the thing, but but he had because here's the genius of Scotty Bowman, the greatest coach of all time. But why? Because he's the greatest psychologist. And he taught us that you don't treat everybody the same because they're not the same. If you tell Sergei Fedorov he's got to do this, this, and this more, and you tell Darren McCarty, don't ever do that again, it's the same message, right? So Joey came in and sort of, as I said, he put an invisible fence around us younger guys. Right. And it sort of didn't need anything. Like it was learning how to be a pro. And I remember the the thing that Joey said, and this was just so him and so just, just boss of him is after we won, we beat Colorado in the, the playoffs, 96, game six. And I'm always the last one off the ice. And he comes up and gives him a hug. And I go, Papa, this is awesome. And he just leans in, and he whispers in my ear, he goes, The next one's even better.
0: Oh, did it? That's so boss, dude. Uh, yeah. I was like, Ah. And vindicated, too. He was vindicated. So, my, I want to move to 2002 now, or 2001, 2002. I've had a lot of uh, sports teams I've loved over the years. A lot. There's a long list of teams that I have an affinity for. The 2001-2002 Red Wings are my favorite team. How old are you then? I was 15, 14, and then 15. You know?
1: Okay. Where were you in your sporting career then?
0: <laughs> sporting career? Did I have one? I mean, I was playing high school football. But, that's uh, that's right. No, yeah, no. Yeah. But
1: but but that no because that counts. Like, yeah. don't give me this. Dog crap well, I'm not about why? Like, no, no, no! JV but not to because because that's Stanley how you Cup think. Champion. So you think as a football player, you think yeah. as a high school that age because that's a, I think that's important to try to explain or the why because well, I want to yeah. know the why and so the why of why would they be? Well, I'll and then I a, can <laughs> confirm nor deny
0: why it should be. I'll give you a couple of the reasons why. Two of my three favorite players on the planet. You already had one of them, Fedorov. Two of them you the other two you acquired that offseason. I was the biggest Luke Robitaille fan. And to this day, my favorite athlete ever in any sport is Dominic Kossack. And that was I loved him before the trade. So I just loved him in Buffalo. I was a huge Sabres fan just because of him. He was a it was a one thing, one guy thing for me. So you guys make that trade. It's I already was the diehard Red Wings fan, loved you guys to death. You
1: know, that took you over the top. That well, put the cherry on your ice cream You got my Sunday. favorite
0: Ford that wasn't already on the team and, and my favorite athlete ever. So you, you weren't even looking for a
1: girlfriend at the time. Uh, you no. had no time for that. No,
0: no. You, you guys were my girlfriend. That's yeah. what I'm saying, <laughs> you dude. Were the, you were the wife. The you mistress. guys are
1: welcome, all your parents out there that kept these adolescents Dialed in, putting Kenny Holland deserves a little bit more credit uh, with,
0: well, with raising the youth. He, yeah, he, he he was good with a big budget. Not so good uh, in frugal. Still won a
1: cup without with the budget.
0: Uh, he was on no the way. he was on the coattails of the end of the cap era. It was like what year three after the cap. But either way, we don't want to go down the Ken Holland road because that uh, don't get me upset. So. Let's stay in a happy place here. Like happy gilmore's <laughs> yeah. Go to our happy place. So we could break down O2 for six hours. I mean, it's just. So it's Luke Rovitz's eye,
1: turbo. Uh, Tur- one of the greatest Tur- things. Tur- yeah, because yeah, he's so fast. Yeah. Not. <laughs> the worst skater.
0: Three worst.
1: Hey, <laughs> on record, three worst practice players in the history of the NHL. Oh, this is a good one. Right? Number three, Darren McCarty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. you Voted bronze. With, you listen, I had a few, lot of rough mornings. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I showed up when the puck dropped. That's yeah. what Scotty loved. Anyways, number two, Luke Ru- Lucky Luke Turbo Robitaille. He could friggin screw up any drill and number one yes the fearless leader of your detroit red wings the general manager and president uh steve eiserman the captain is the worst practice play oh are you kidding me he always wants to go first Scotty would say something or it's uh barry or louis would a drill steve would do whatever he wanted Next guy would follow what Stevie did and Scotty would yell at the next guy which is usually to wow, the Point. That, that's and nice it was to me. dude, it was a train wreck. He was we used to call him train wreck even though his nickname's silk, smooth yeah, as silk. I would never guess that. In practice it was a train wreck. You learn not to go behind him.
0: So, I was we talked about 96 and 97. I was in my parents' basement, you know, watching TV then. The game that I was at that I just enjoyed thoroughly, it's probably the most enjoyable two and a half hours I've ever had at a sporting event that didn't involve a title game seven, 2002 Western conference finals. You know where I'm going with this, the red Wings shell, Patrick wah in game seven. I'm going to just, we're not going to play all seven goals cause that's a long highlight reel. I want to play the fourth goal at the end of the first period or the last goal of the first period. And then I got some questions based on that.
1: Yeah. Because you know what? You want to talk about horror you want to talk about scared? You want to talk about uncomfortable? That first intermission period, up four. I'm going to get there. Hold that thought. Holy Hold that fuck, thought, dude. I, but you're going. It's like you're leading me right into the fucking point, I, haunted point. house. That's
0: good. Well, this is why. This is why. And, I, this is and it'll be moved by Duchesne to the
1: fireside and out of the zone. Robitaille looking. Robitaille with the loop, Champ goes
0: through two. Backhander, save, rebound, Duchesne. score. It's four nothing. Okay, so for the context, Avalanche are defending Stanley <laughs> Cup champions. They had gone up three two in the series. You guys went to Colorado in Game Six and popped them. Dominic Kosick, my guy, shut them out. And
1: oh, I got to go on that game. Going, I, I scored the, the second one, Shorty. I know you I did, Shorty.
0: I know you did. And you just had Waz's number. I feel like it was. Yeah, I had yeah. like
1: thirteen or fifteen career just, against them. Yeah,
0: you, you said you said before like it's just for whatever reason certain guys just have your number and you have their number. You had Patrick Waz number, which is a good number to have. So you you guys go up for nothing, and you know I, I go back to your book a lot because I thought it had so many interesting. Look at four insights. nothing
1: with. Like was minutes 13 left. minutes yeah. into well, it was the game. Two,
0: it was 2 nothing, like oh, three minutes in. No, no, no oh, you're okay. right. No, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying it was 2 nothing, like just not even four minutes into the game. So I'm wondering, you talk about in your book, you go to the locker room, 4 nothing <laughs> against the defending Stanley Cup champions, a team loaded with Hall of Famers in their own right, and you said it was total silence after the first period, and you call it, this is a direct quote from your book, one of the most stressful situations in my professional life, direct quote. That was not what I expected. I expected you guys to be bouncing off the walls. When I read that, I, I went to that game, I've relived that game a hundred times. My in my head, you guys were bouncing off the walls saying, Yeah, you know, it's it beat some ass. You said it was a pin drop you could hear in there. Why?
1: Because we were all in awe. It was in shock. And and and, you know, it's it, when you think back, it's, it's the power of Scotty Bowman. And, and before, the, before that game, he never gave a speech or whatever, but it was sort of you could tell that was his first inkling that he was done after that year, right? Because he said something and he gave us a story from the past, from his St. Louis days, and something that we all keep inside. But it was, and then to come back, it was when you're so in shock it's like when your favorite team, you're cheering for whatever gets out to the league, because it, let's put it in a sporting example. And I'm thank goodness that, like, you're an Atlanta Falcons fan a few years ago. God. I'm 28 to three, because you're waiting, because you can't believe it. you're more in disbelief, not because you didn't earn it, not because you didn't work hard, just because it's gonna fall this way, and it's not gonna be this easy, right? So, because we'd been through the wars, because we were veterans and stuff, it was that stressful, but you had to, it's like, why do you, why did you go outside without your coat on? And it's cold, but you had to do it. Right. And you're going to embrace the suck. And it was like, cause we didn't want to tempt any sort of, and most of us are, are routine superstitious, like they said, but it's more of a, more of a routine that you get into than anything. Ah, nobody wanted to break it, but it was because you didn't expect that. You know, it, it was this we were all just like we all thought we were caught in a dream, but we didn't. So that's why I said when when Frederick Olsen scored like early in the second and make it five nothing. That's yeah. when that's when what you thought should have been Hall scored the was fifth goal. Or who did right Hall did okay. I'll whenever made it five, yeah, that's t- one
0: of the best Detroit bar tribute questions when you've had well, yeah a few drinks with your buddies or a what few drops it? of CBD oil. I like to ask. Name the, the seven goals against Patrick Waugh in game seven. Oh, nice. Name the guys and, and see if you can rattle them off. That's a tough one. It's Holmstrom. Holmstrom scored the first one. It's Fedorov, Robotai, Holmstrom again for his second goal. Hall, fifth goal. Holison on the power play, sixth goal. You remember the seventh. This was against David Abisher, not against Waugh. No.
1: How
0: about that too? Pavel Datsyuk, oh, a very Russian, young, eh? a very young Pavel Datsyuk scored Playing with
1: the two two kids and a goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah him yeah, and Debra, Boyd, him Debra and Boyd Wick, Wickie, and yeah. Debra. Debra
0: So yeah, Datsyuk scored the seventh. That's one of the best, like Detroit trivia. Like name the the seven goals in a great in that game. It's actually I love six, that but... stuff. I mean, I love that
1: because that's where you're from. You should know. And that, not to get off topic, but that's why I love and had seen it and anybody who's heard me talk is that's why Dylan Larkin's like King Arthur pulling the sword out, being named captain by Merlin and Steve Eiserman. Yeah. But the thing that I love about Dylan Larkin is since I met him, since he was 17, his knowledge of the history of where he's from, he's de- he doesn't feel like he's deserved this. He's feels that it's something that he earned and it's sort of, I have the same, being from just close and growing up here that I have the same feeling as, as how much pride they take into it. And it's to understand. And that's why a lot of the things with today's Red Wings, uh, it, it's in where they're at. And for this year and probably next year, it's trust Stevie, you know, like why my answer will be because Steve Eiserman says so. You know, like why is Jeff Blashill? You know, is he the right coach? Yes. Why? Because Stevie well, says you're he is. preaching
0: to the choir there. I, so I No, but I, I'm I just saying
1: when it's not when the yeah. when this is it, and it doesn't matter if you played with him. Doesn't matter when you're not the right person for the position that you're in. Mm-hmm. Steve Eisenman will have you off on your you know, feed again,
0: he's, he's the best. He's the GM best in the league. In my opinion, well, he's the, he's yeah. the best
1: human. He's one of the best human beings. Well, be- I
0: care less about that. I mean, I'm glad he's a good guy, but I care more about his ability to build yeah, the roster. Yeah, I'm look sure a, at
1: you. Look.
0: I'm glad he's a nice guy. I'm just saying that's, that's not a, a qualification to lead a team, but what he did in Tampa Bay was so impressive. I think that really was his title. I mean, Kucherov. And I mean, that was his core headman. That that he built that Tampa team that eventually. Yeah, So that's
1: him. why it's four or five years here and oh, I believe,
0: in Dubai. I'm, I'm signed up. So as far nice. as that 0 we two we'll we'll finish as far as 0-2 goes. You're up four nothing, pin drop, fifth goal scored by Hull. You start to settle in. Was Colorado saying anything you on the ice? Were nah. they nothing? They
1: were in shock. No, there wasn't. Because I don't think there was fights s- or anything, was there? No, no. No, because that that and and you know what? Because when you see that greatest rivalry from 96 to 02, where you can realize is that the guys that went through it, it was sort of like the respect that had from battling through. And it's sort of like if you go back and watch his history or YouTube like back in the old days, medieval times or whatever, it's had to be like at the end of the years of years and years of battle. It's just sort of like, you know, respectfully go out that way or whatever like that, but it wasn't chippy and because that was it. That was the end, right? Yep. Like, like Scott, like that was the finale of it and it's, maybe it was like a Game of Thrones finale. I don't know. Like everybody's disappointed, but... Uh,
0: it's not if you're a Red Wings fan. anti No, no, disappointed that fan. it wasn't
1: like, but the hatred and the guys had like uh, Lemieux wasn't there, I don't think, was he? No, he was gone. No, right. Yeah. So, so it changed.
0: Yep right? And jur- was it change. the jury clan? Jury and- was on that team. Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I just, I think that was a loaded Colorado team. And you talk about hearing a pin drop. I remember I was sitting with my sister, Stephanie, like way up in the upper bowl. We were like the, like the last row, but uh, my dad had, you know, the better seat. So we met up with him after the first and I'm 15. I'm like, oh, we're going to beat them by 20. And my dad is like, still got Drury, still got Sackick, still got Forsberg. <laughs> like, you know, this, this thing's not yeah, over. Yeah, and we're
1: saying the same thing as your dad in the <laughs> dress room. So you know what? Yes, yeah. thank you, Mr. Spiro, for being the knowledgeable <laughs> one up there. and the, You understood. Hey,
0: I was vindicated because it all worked out. So and, and we'll finish here before we get to the speed round, which we'll rip through. But I want to talk about you played for two of what I think are considered the best coaches that have passed through the NHL. Number one with a bullet, Scotty Bowman. Just real quick, what was he like? You talked in the book a little bit about so-and-so was in his doghouse, and they traded Primo because he was in the doghouse. Coffee was in the doghouse. What got somebody in the Scotty Bowman's doghouse to begin with?
1: I think, you know, Scotty – Here's the thing, the simpler that you did your job or you did what you're, you know, it was easy for a lot of things. But like I said, is that he was the greatest psychologist because at times, and, and here's the difference, right? When I say, and, and I, I assume you're ref, referencing Mike Babcock because I would have said Daryl Sutter there. is Sutter? my second favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean he. No, you set out of A. mind, yeah. but I loved Calgary yeah. playing
1: with for Daryl Sutter. It's yeah. old school, and it reminded me of. Anyways, you were but... sad
0: when he got kicked upstairs and. Oh fair, God, that crushed fair. me. You that, didn't, that, he didn't like Playfair too much. No,
1: that 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 that. That hurt. Anyways, so back to Scotty is because when you figured it out that it was you, and you'd be pissed off, but you understood the why was he like to collect cups. So then you had to look in and say, what could you do better? And then you would, and with the teams that we had, we all pushed each other and whatever we had, our little, and we wouldn't say clicks, but we had our little clans and usually separated by age or whatever else. And a lot more times separated by guys who slept in or didn't. So it didn't matter what, cause we would go intertwined for dinner and there was no clicks in that ways. It was just more who you live by and stuff like that. That's, you know, so, you, you had your like anything else, you have your best friends in high school, but you also yeah. have the people you hang out with.
0: Would you say he was more Phil Jackson Zen master? Cause you called him the great psychologist or more kind of Bill Belichick, not a good, you know, players guy at all, but a brilliant X's and O's guy. Was he both? I mean, was he? No,
1: see, uh, dude, he was brilliant because he, he could, he understood people.
0: So you had, a and he understood how act. to
1: motivate. But, but, but here's the thing: Scotty played so good because he had Barry, Barry Smith, the the mm-hmm. assistant coach, who that was his bitch, that was his whipping boy. But whatever. But and Dave Lewis, who was our guy. He was the player. He was, but but and it was the the way that the interaction of how it is to get the message out because we're all working for the same thing. So it didn't matter what politics Scotty wanted. He wanted the whole the team. Once he had the team, you know, he was like the mad scientist, but he's like the Kasparov or Bobby Fisher chess guys that are five moves ahead of you. They're already on to this other game and you're still there playing checkers. Right. But he's like, he mixes it up. And once he sees it doing what he, you don't, you're running around like this and that, but he sees what he wants. Then, then he steps sort of away and lets you go.
0: And it's, it's funny because as many, cu- he has the most cups in history, as many cups as he had, it's like you almost forget. He also had a lot of close calls, losses in the finals. Yeah, and, and, and then the, the cups he won, titles.
1: being parts of teams, whether it being a scout or being a uh, director, he's got like seventeen. Yeah,
0: he's he's insane, best coach ever in, be, my, in my opinion. But it's
1: but it's you don't understand his brilliance. But it's always this is how I explain it. Where if you want to say where I where I said it, it's Scotty Bowman was always Detroit Red Wings head coach Scotty Bowman, right? Whereas Mike Babcock was always Mike Babcock, head coach, wherever. Right? Look at me. And that's not what, Scotty. It was always the things that you're told when you're a kid. It's not about the name on the back, it's about the crest on the front. We're all part of that. Right? You know. So
0: what so let's get to Babcock. You win the cup in two thousand eight, <coughs> your fourth cup, you come back home. You're with Babcock. Now Babcock is a respected brilliant hockey mind by dude, he it. is the so x's
1: and o's preparation right. game plan like dude video so it's phenomenal it's like i love. i wish i would have had him as a coach. and and i i, I got along with mike babcock because where i was at in you know my career or whatever like this and it's sort of but he's more of the my way or the highway
0: and and but he and, got crushed publicly but i only- wasn't there no, you weren't there, but I, I was curious if, with the fronds and stuff, how he... he yeah, like,
1: that wouldn't have gone on in my watch.
0: You don't think so? What do you say? I, t- the, I don't. The coach.
1: I'm in fucking... I, that I If that a, shit happens I say, around so. me, you, that I've played yeah. and I'm a veteran guy, then I fight the coach. You're not
0: going to fight the coach. Come on. You're gonna, you're fight, Come on.
1: Absolutely, because what's... You don't know me, Dude, you don't <laughs> understand. This isn't... That isn't a show for whatever else. There's no. Have yeah. I not proven that there's no amount of money that will not stop me from well, doing?
0: You've never punched a coach that I know of, but because
1: I've never had to.
0: Yeah, play But give you me a reason. Want, you wanted to punch Re- play for probably. But
1: no, I just wanted to understand more. But I, that was yeah. more on me than anything else, and I didn't understand. And he held the grudge. I felt because his dad was an alcoholic, and oh, I was an alcoholic. Then it was more than. It kind kind was more thing. than something yeah. that. As a first-year coach, that's a tough burden to take on and stuff. So there was more to yeah. it. I understand the why. But
0: for Babcock, but, you never saw the no, type be, of abusive no. behavior that came out. You know, Chelios kind of threw him under but the this bus. this was t-
1: 2012. I was there 2008 Cup.
0: I know, but you didn't see any of that stuff. I was stuff gone
1: there. that next year, right? No, I knew, but yeah. no, no. But I knew being back there is why I could say, why I could come out and say, now I can see how we won in 08 and lost in 09. Because of the way that, and here's the thing, my belief, Mike Babcock, is that because I believe if I bench coached in 09, we would have won, right? Because it's as good as X and O's, and his practices are phenomenal. Nobody runs a better practice. You, your practices are almost harder than the games. It's phenomenal like that. But no communication because he gets into like this pissing war of like, you know what I'm saying? And and that's, you know, some of the, some of the things too. It, and 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 it's. You know, my thing, when I look back on it, and this is just me speculating stuff, it's almost like, because everybody asks, is like, why, you know, Shani didn't, you know, get along with him as a player. Why would he, would he hire him as the president or whatever? And I've always, you know, we're Irish, and one of the things is careful what you wish for. Yeah, You know what I mean? Sometimes if you, you know, right? So, and, you know, the truth always comes out. So you know what? You if you can man up and own your you own your own truth or own whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, then you can move forward. So the whole thing, and that's the thing that I guess I'm a little put off because I was so put off by him coming back and not taking any responsibility and you know, I and and sort of like to the the you know, like I, I'm, I I, can't speak on this stuff because it wasn't there, but I can understand in the room that how much that I was needed to bridge because of the guys and stuff like that. But I wasn't there long enough to.
0: You didn't witness sort of what. Was no, because it was, yeah.
1: this is, yeah. this is five years before or four right. years before. So
0: those specific accusations, but if you're engaged in that type of behavior, I don't know. I feel like so, it may have, but it has, but whatever, it starts somewhere.
1: That. But I, but dude, when you when your top players hate your guts, it's not a good thing. Usually, your bottom players hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you. That's the that's the thing where it's yeah. where it's highway or the highway. That's not it. That's the the that that's the the dictatorship sort of mentality of this is the way we're gonna get it done, and you know, there's. You know, it, it's, I, it's, a, it's a hard thing because I just thought it was better, you, you know, like, moving forward because I'm all, ab- you know, and, and that now we're talking because he's come back and on NBC and said stuff and it just wasn't good enough for me.
0: Yeah. And he,
1: and I wasn't around. So I can just imagine because, <laughs> she, dude, listen, Chris Chelios is a godfather. Yeah. If he says it
0: went down, it went down. Oh, I believe it. I mean, yeah, Franz is still telling the therapist about this stuff. I mean, it sounds like it was pretty bad, but I, I just you know, as far as oh nine goes, I think they probably lost because you know, Datsuk.
1: Oh, they over he overplayed. he he, well, Datsu- he misplayed that the team, twins.
0: That team was decimated. That he su-
1: misplayed them through the plan. Trust me, I watched the whole thing. I was hurt. I watched it. It was it was gross.
0: Yeah, misplay are you talking about Zeder I just said like they, they, they ran they ran out of gas. Yeah. They did run. Overplayed
1: them. Yeah. And that's, you know, like it just for how hard they were playing. And it's the same thing as like, It's it's the transition that you see if you want to just use hockey as the example is when I grew up and it was the Islanders to the Oilers, right? The Islanders beat them and then the kids get them. like there's always that transition that we're going back and talking about Colorado beating us, us being able to get over. So it was that's the Pittsburgh us sort of at the end of my career where it's the so there's this trade where you learn from your mistakes and that's the game of hockey. The then that's Scotty Bowman hockey don't make the same mistake. Twice.
0: The 0-9 Red Wings losing was one of the most difficult nights as a sports. Yeah, player.
1: because it was at home.
0: I, yeah, I, I was. There I didn't realize and, uh, how
1: close Lidstrom like oh, that could there. have gone in. He was there, dude. Yeah. I, dude, yeah. what a great. I mean, I, I. Before he made the stop. That that I know. I hard ge- hard. I know, yeah. I get it. Yeah. And 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 that's that's the perfect hume. That's the Swede, dude. Like he. Buried that upstairs where he needed to. Yep. Too, it wasn't like he just like would have been me. I would have buried her in his pillows <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's that was a tough one.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, a tough one because you're at home in Game Seven. That and, team
0: was banged up though. That's who I told. Ho- yeah, host had shoulder anyways, surgery. Right. Anyways, it don't after.
1: matter. Like, there's so many other things I could get mad. I'm more. I'm more mad about the Calvin catch.
0: So you, you know, <laughs> and we'll finish there before we'll rip to the speed round. But I have always said whatever frustrations I have with the Red Wings. And you run on every one of those teams. You guys have given me as a fan four Stanley Cups, years of close calls sandwiching all those cups. I'm a tortured Lions fan, so as much as well, the so rest, am I, dude. We I, we no, all I, are. I'm with you. Ya. I'm so. saying the Wings. They might do stuff I don't like, but I can go pop in the DVD of '97, '98, 2002, or 2008, and and have a great time
1: because you can remember.
0: I can't do that with the lions you know or Neither the tigers i'm not old enough to have seen the tigers win it so i was yeah yeah you're that a little was my bit man, but, but lance it,
1: paris is my guy i wanted to be the catcher for the tigers couldn't hit a curveball Was better punching people in the face <laughs> yeah hockey.
0: well yeah it worked out okay for you so i don't know i i know you're a religious watcher of the show so you already know but we do do the speed round yeah similar to word association we're just going to throw some stuff at you but give me more than a word you know three sentences whatever we'll try to keep it short so ben's firing up the graphic We're going to rip through them and uh, give me your, you know, short answer to these. We'll start. We touched on both these individuals a little bit earlier. This is a heated debate with Sean Boijin, your soon-to-be colleague at Woodward Sports, uh, and I have had this debate over the years. He's my
1: partner on my uh, WJR show Friday nights. Sean's a great guy. Phenomenal. That's, you Sean. know why I say why he's my friend for 30 years is why? because he saw me play junior and he knows how great I was.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a, It's like Donald Trump, right? If he likes you, you know, he's the best guy, right? So Dominic Kossick versus Patrick Wah. I don't care about their fighting chops as the picture might allude, but who's the better goalie historically?
1: Oh, Kossick. I, I did, you know, not because he's your favorite player. I'll tell you the Dominic. Oh. You want a long story? Oh, you or, can ditch your right. Yeah. And this is what made him nuts and why it made him so good. At the end of practice, he used to have us line up in the slot and take slap shots at his head without a stick because he, he would embrace like everything he did. It was he had a program. And, you know, all this crazy stuff or whatever. It's because he – why could he make those saves? Because he did it in practice. And he was nuts. Like, he epitomized the crazy goalie. Competitive. But he – yeah. But, dude, like, you know – he he was awesome. And I, and I still say that the two greatest games I've ever seen was him shut out back-to-back, Game 6, Game 7, and then it's Colorado in 0-2, dude. He was just finished. Especially phenomenal. that
0: Game 6. Game 7, he could have been mediocre. and you Listen, guys probably win, win listen I don't
1: care. You got really, You say that. Go watch some of the chances they had.
0: I mean, it's my favorite athlete ever. I'm not denigrating him. I'm, I'm just try saying... Just trying to give
1: your guy some love. i just saying that Game don't tell 6... Every, don't tell everybody that he walks around with a gator. He's the only guy that can walk around the Gatorade towel because he's
0: Skeletor. So. I've heard you tell that story. There's another uh, component to that yeah, story, though, exactly. uh, that he's well endowed. And this is a, a NC-17 show. So if you wanted to go there, we could. But yeah, he walks around with a, a Gatorade warning,
1: towel, yeah. but he can wrap it around his waist.
0: Oh, and yeah, He's he- like 76 pounds. So yeah, he can get away with it. But yeah, you, you said it's... Uh, yeah. Half of his body weight is um, in his uh, crotch, was, I think. It was, uh, dude,
1: that's why it's tough yeah. to score five-hole. Yeah,
0: yeah there you go. He's got, he's got the extra line of defense. That was your story, not mine. So you've played with, and we'll, this is the next one, you've played with so many Hall of Famers. Uh-huh. we talked about some of them. First teammate you'd pick with your life on the line, and I'll give you the exact structure. You're going into a seven-game series. Both the player that you're picking and your life are on the line, so it's not who you're, who's your buddy or who would be good for one game. You got to go seven games, seven game series. Your life depends on you winning that series. Who's your first pick of guys you've played with?
1: Steve Eiserman.
0: Steve Eisman. Okay, that's interesting. I follow
1: me. Steve Eisman, Chris Draper, Nick Lidstrom. You know, uh, you know, and when I say I. Cause it's like, you can't Maltz and I go wherever together, you know, Joey, it's, it's, there's different tiers, but everything starts with Stevie. Cause no matter what, like for me, I've already, if you're talking away from the game, life depended on life. Well, you, we already know that read my book. It's straight. Yeah. She's to save yeah. me a bunch of times yeah. and not only allowed me into this day, you know, like I was doing game day live the other day, the Chicago, uh, the Blackhawks game, and he was in the Legends Club, and you know it's one of these things where he goes, oh Legends Club, yeah, I feel comfortable in hearing yeah. stuff like this, and yeah, because you built it, bro." Like yeah, it's right. it, we always laughed, like, "Oh, how's the house we built?" It you know, is, like
0: it is your guy's house.
1: But but the understand is our relationships are as true because because it's like that. But is if you're gonna take the the one guy, you got to go with the guy. You know, like I I defer to Drapes for all these decisions, but. You know, the fact is, if you're saying a seven-game series out of all the choices of guys I had to play with, it's Steve Eisman.
0: I asked Luke Robitaille that question years ago, and he said Sergei Fedorov, which was interesting because, unlike you, he played with Wayne Gretzky. So his answer, he picked Sergei. I don't know if he was in a weird mood or if he watched or, or with, you know. But he also
1: played with Wayne later in Wayne's career. That's true. So That's so, fair. and he played with Sergey. That's fair. Where Sergey, yeah, And 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 Tail here's, here's, the, here's the thing, you're talking Sergey's Fedorov is the Ferrari, right? Yeah. And sometimes I, but Steve Eiserman is the tank, Hummer, four by four, power, speed. You know, whatever that he's gonna he's gonna do whatever it takes in a seven game series. Sergey, as fast as he goes, as reckless as he goes, sometimes he's not as durable.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I, Who would no, you say? No bad answers. Well, I mean, if I'm Who, if I'm allowed to take a goalie, I'm taking Hasek. If I'm picking from your teammates, uh, I yeah, mean, he's the best goalie See, that's ever that's lived. It. Yeah, but, but if,
1: so you're really counting yourself, eh? But
0: if but if I if I'm not taking a goalie, I would take Fedorov. I actually agree with okay. Luke. I just think because if he in this scenario he knows his life's on the line too, so you're going to get the best Sergey for those seven games, or however many goes. Okay, so that's but I mean Steve Eisenman. There's no bad answer to this. Your answer is perfect. So speaking of your, um, you know, great guys in the league, we talked about your teammates. Best player you've ever played against.
1: Ooh best oh joe sakic joe Sackick. My favorite dude and that's uh, stevie and i used to sit on the bench when i wasn't chasing him around to be enamored with his quick release and uh it, and he's such a cool dude you know what i'm saying like i'd run, like you know i'd finish him off or whatever and we we're, were born in the same hospital so oh, really? so yeah burnaby joe Bur, you know i was born in burnaby but i was like hey Hey buddy and he's like you're a fucking idiot you so funny. He, he, never, he would never talk to me he just smirk at me and smile but you have that and it's just that respect where you you, you know you never you held that that was their sort of guy you forsberg invited the violence right so you had to give it back to him in fact hitting peter Forsberg at center ice full-on he had the puck both knocked the wind out of each other, dude. It's the hardest I've been hit. He had the you puck. You couldn't
0: get him off the puck. I mean, he's he unbelievable. Was, he was like when but he was he invited
1: the, the physical element was part of his game. So when he invites that combat, right? So the same thing is that you always try to keep it away from Stevie, and and then Joe gets the same sort of respect.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like Sackic is him and Iserman were going at it as players and now they're like maybe the two best executives in the league. Guys. Right, and you're it's looking just... at
1: Stevie and Joe's ahead of them, but they're trying to do the same things as what they did and how they learned before.
0: Well, Joe's ahead of them if you don't count that cup for Eisman and Tampa. I mean, it's either way. I mean, yeah. Oh, I I'll... just
1: meant in their current situation. Oh, yeah. You know, Colorado's no, no, farther can, along But in the the you're making a point as far as – their, their work, their job—they've done. No, Stevie's done because he's got a cup to the name. Right. If right. The, if we're gonna I give, give him- if, uh, you, you and I are sitting here, yeah. and that's all that matters. Would would I would I you give bonus points to Steve Eisenman for a Tampa Bay's cup win? Absolutely. So there you go. So that so that so would you say? So you could say that puts him ahead, but does that put him behind because they're that far ahead of them, or does that even him out?
0: Either way, they're both great. I mean, okay, I, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, they're both phenomenal. I just like that they went after each other as players for years, and, and now here they are sort of in, in the office. In the but studio. you can
1: understand why they, why it works because they're such great you know, no, Hall of Fame best. champions. I love
0: Sackick, too, so that's a good answer. So this was interesting. In your book, you talked about Brendan Shanahan, another one of my favorite players. As a roommate, you were briefly <laughs> Brendan Shanahan's roommate you described a stretching, a stretching routine. Yeah,
1: listen, this is the best part of it. Um, the only backlash I ever got was from Shanny, and he says, and the backlash was because he had to explain to his eleven-year-old why he was stretching naked in it's, the hotel room. He's still, he's and pointing. it wasn't. And and to explain it properly is that. So this was back when we shared rooms, we have double beds, but I would be out for dinner or a movie or whatever, and I'd come back and then he'd be like doing like some yoga, some stretching and and sometimes he'd have a top ta- like it wasn't like he was just there naked. He was going to the shower or whatever, but then it you know what I mean? It was like, dude, why are you stretching naked? It would come out to be a joke. Shady stretching naked again. Yeah, and it's so, so funny. it was, he was just the running uh, the running joke, and you know, that was uh yeah, uh, dude, he was such uh, one of my favorite, uh, photos that I have is, is in 98. I know it was 98. we were on the tarmac in Washington going to visit the president and some of the secret service guys or the motorcycle guys on the tarmac were from Michigan and stuff. So they knew I was a Harley guy and they let me take it for a boot Uh-oh. with the sidecar, but Shaney got in the sidecar. So him and I are <laughs> right. So we're booting down the thing, come back. And anyways, I got a picture right and and he uh he actually got the picture of him and I and he signed it to me after uh retired to uh to Demac uh a great friend and you know better teammate or something like that and it's Shan Diggity cuz we always yeah. just say call him Diggity That's so funny. it's uh it's it's all these things to see and and you know you see why he's successful or what what he's doing in Toronto and it's that's you know where he's from and he's happy and you know that's all you want from from guys that you know i remember steve eisenman you know the 97 after you went every time you got a couple minutes maybe alone except for 97 we didn't have time at all it was just a shit show and uh, in the dressing room. But, you know, where Stevie said at the parade, we're just like, we no matter where we go in the world, we share this. And then we were able to build on that and build on that and the layers of the stories and then life. And then you had kids and you had marriages and you had. Hey, you grew up together. That's it. So it's our frat. That's the whole thing. I never went frat. to college, but it's, it's I had 15 years of frat and now even 20, 30 years of frat. Right. It
0: keeps going. It does. So, Shanahan, good roommate, just needed to put some boxers under Bro, Well, just come on, bro. So speaking of teammates that were beloved, and this is something I found interesting in your stories, Chris Osgood, the prankster. Oh my I, god, Chris Osgood in my head was the most boring. Do you watch,
1: do you watch Fox Sports now? Because now you're He's getting the silly. real Osgood. He's silly now, that?
0: but as a now, player, oh. I thought he was the most vanilla, boring ass, and that was, I think, the general perception. There little, was Chris, sl- little, little, 12-year-old
1: little Chris, little little twelve year old little Chris. Dude, well, if you passed the dude, he had a marker on him, and he. I got marked all the to. time.
0: You had a he did a Raleigh fingers mustache yeah, on he you. Did. you, and you, then you I showed up to the rink with this. I did. Pick, we have a picture of you from that day. Actually, I think is that uh, is that you uh,
1: with the. That's pretty much, but I had sideburns, and it was real. He gave you real, sideburns. That, too. that was about the year. So you're looking how cute. <laughs> I mean, look at how innocent that young man is right there. Yeah. And Chris Osgood has just been terrorizing me forever. But no, my f- my favorite, as I tell all the time, is that he used to out, like and he would only he'd do it like and it was just out of nowhere, but su- like in the summertime and he'd pick it'd be out of like years, like a year ago by, but he'd sew your car keys into your shorts oh, man. or into your, so That's he did it in my go. shorts the first time. Right. And when you sew it, and you can't get your hand, and so you have to take your shorts off, and then you got to rip pocket. And if you can't get it out, you ruin a pair of shorts, right? Which is cool when it's nice out. But when he does that, when it's freezing out, and you're going commando, <laughs> and you're sitting out in your car, the parking lot, because they're sitting there laughing, Shanahan lock the would door. would feel
0: comfortable, but for anybody else, it right? Exactly. Want to be naked. Right. Yeah. I, I. That's a reason to fight. Actually, if someone did that to me, I'd be, I'd be ready to go. Depending on who it is, I wouldn't drop the gloves with you, but I take my chances with Osgood. So uh, you had a special relationship. You talked about it in your book with the late Red Wings owner, Mike Gillich. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, your general feeling on on Mike Gillich, your experience with him. What were your impressions of him all those years?
1: Loved him, man. That's where the culture started, you know, from you can go right back to what it's about and always made, always felt, made me and my family feel part of the family and supported us to everything else. I always loved it because he used to call me his Rocky. He used to call me Rocky. So there's my Rocky, you know, what's going on kid. And, you know, like, and, and, you know, the support that him and Mrs. I have always shown myself and my family and with the foundation and the friendships with, you know, the kids and throughout, we all grew up together too, you know, like we're all, we all went through all this together. And I can honestly say through, through the ups and downs is that through the support of the Illich family. And that includes, the whole family, even, you know, to this date, it's, it's what allows me to be here today and, in, in in the way the love, you know, not only of that, but that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's a family and you feel, we all feel a part of it. So a and that's what Mr. And Mrs. Illich always made sure it was never that it, that that's why it's like hard to separate the job part of it. But you realize but it's also too you realize the family because sometimes you gotta go away to realize to come back. And in me, I had to get right to realize how I can be an influence positively for this team. And I don't like I can't do anything on the ice because the games change. They change the game. It's not my game. I can, you know, give you some hints, but I want to make sure that off the ice and, and make sure mentally and, and just you have everything you need to succeed. And if it's just that, that's why I always say it's not the what, it's the who, right? It's if I can introduce you to my who and I'm always looking for your who and who, like everybody else's who I respect that has the same win-win, pure intention mentality that, you know, has questions, conversations. I'm not here to argue. I'm here for what do you mean by that?
0: Uh, you know, the thing with Mike Illich, I, I was the biggest, supporter of him. Unprecedented success with the hockey team. Goes without saying. I think he did everything possible in his last 10, 12 years with the Tigers to get it done. I don't blame him for them not getting it done. All the resources were there. He went above and beyond. The one thing that I wish he could have back or I could have back on his behalf was the Sergei Fedorov thing, where Fedorov is flirting with other teams, flirting with Anaheim, By all accounts, and I trust my sourcing on this, I don't know if you have any insight, doubled back to Detroit and said, okay, Mr. Illich, I'll take that offer. And Mike was upset that he had flirted around the league and basically pulled the offer and said, take a hike. You were there. You were there through that whole period. Sergei leaves. There's animosity with the family. They still refuse to retire his number because of this animosity is what I've been told. What's your perception of that? tension in the moment, whatever, to whatever extent, it's still there now. How do you read that?
1: Above my pay grade, bro.
0: <laughs> Above your pay grade, but you, you were on. I was, but that's, a per,
1: that's how family, the, the family it was. And if there's that sort of you old school, do I do? I don't know the whole intricacies of everything that you saw going kind to of go down or speculate, but obviously, you know, there is a reason, you know, it's not for. And I know it, it because it's, it's, not a, it's a personal. It's not like a hockey, a, it's it a is, heart. Yeah. I know that it broke Mr. Illich's heart. Yeah. You know, I wish I, I, I have a feeling that I, I wish that there's that's one thing is that he could have that conversation to start like we re- to know where it went started to go wrong yep. to go back and have that right we all wish that there's certain parts in our release but the thing is i think he learned moving forward and but the thing is i don't know why that's a chris illich question now whether it's a mrs illich question i don't know how it works
0: if, if you're making the call do you retire number 91 if it's just darren mccarty's call, they ask you hey darren we're at an impasse what, what are your thoughts on this I'm shocked that you're even paused. It's Who's one of the best players. Well, because
1: I would like, I would think, I, I, I in my opinion, yeah. would put if you're going to put 91 up, put 30 up there, then or, you, you know, like it's. I'd be okay, but with I mean, it, it's not I mean, like why? When, but well, see, uh, like, see, I don't. I'm, a, I'm one of the old, sc- old school. I don't want to turn into Toronto. Like there should be like a Ring of Honor thing, yeah. and and whether Sergei. Yeah, he'd be the closest one to getting up there, but you got Steve Eisman and Nick Lidstrom. Look at those careers here, Detroit, whatever. Look at all the other guys that went up before it. I think, I don't know if Sergey goes up to that.
0: Oh, uh, with yeah. the
1: track, with the with the re- because it's the tenure too. Look at the rafters. Look at the tenure, or what they meant to the organization at the era and the time. Right when the back things like this, and then you go look at Toronto and they retire everybody's jersey. It would
0: have been a complete. It would have already been done had he stayed and had you know another five. Whoa, oh, tenure. then then yeah. It, yeah yeah yeah. Then yeah. it's
1: like so, like I don't. So I don't th- because the, then. But I could understand is like, why, if you're going to expand or why wouldn't you like, there's, there's a conversation, but I, I can understand both sides Yeah, I mean, and I was- lived, I lived it and I don't, you know, it's, there's, there's also, think there's, I think there's something more because these are the guys who are up there are a hundred percent men of the red and white.
0: Yeah, I mean Gordy Howe was a whaler for a minute, but no, no, but dude, uh, but Ted, how long Ted did he Lindsay play before he did Ted that? So cause he tra- it's only because he
1: it's Sony because he played for freaking until he was sixty. Ted
0: he played elsewhere, but no, for the how most part. How many years?
1: But no, no, think about it.
0: Yeah, well, Fedorov played most of his career with the Red Wings. You dude, do,
1: do, but then he played in Anaheim, then he played in Washington, oh, then he played different places no, that's like fair. this. He bounced he around in whatever. Like here's he got in, he left on bad terms, which doesn't help.
0: Okay, but that wasn't all his fault.
1: I'm not saying it was but, his fault. I'm mean, you looking for yeah. why the reason, and you look at what's up there, I right? Can, can. can you who do you argue with somebody who's up there?
0: No, but okay, no one has but, to come down for Sergei to go up.
1: No, 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 I get it. Yeah. But you're but I'm but I'm looking at it as look at what these guys have and compare it to what Sergei has.
0: Well, yeah, any team's retired jerseys, there's guys that are up there no, that no, no, are better no. than other guys. You know, up sh-
1: there. Sh- sh- <laughs> look up in Detroit's rafters. Yeah. And what, what has find. Detroit retired? Because the Pistons retired jerseys way differently than the Oh that don't get me. So started so on that. so look at the so as an original six team, you look up there, and that's a special group that is hanging in the rafters still to the hold core, right? Illuminati, Knights Templar, we're going to go old school. <laughs> I what you're it's saying. It's Tuesday night, bro. Oak Island's on. I had to tape it to come here and talk to you because I'm down down with the Laginas uh, and stuff. So, I, I, But uh, do you understand what I'm saying? So, 100%. So I would think that that that's where, if we're taking this, and, and trust me, all my law knowledge comes from the first 48 and uh, Joe Kenda, <laughs> all that stuff. But uh, if we're going to go down to it, I could. It's that old school, because because Eiserman has the original six career, Lidstrom has the original six career. Only one team. Twenty some years. Captains.
0: If it were, I don't know, or. dude. You can't. Yeah. I don't think but. that
1: right now. Until you have to give me more of an argument to. Because I think that bar is so high in this rink. Okay, well, here's the argument. Where the Red Wings he, retirement bar is so high.
0: He won a heart trophy, 94. That, that's something uh, that not many people can say. How many people have a heart? But if you look at the production, he won three Stanley Cups. The production in those years, they don't win any of those three. Are you? Because you were on all of them. I don't think you win any of those three if he's not on those teams. I think you're 0 for 3 if you pull him. That's the argument for him. Look At his production, he was a point per game producer, okay. In the
1: so, that there's your there. Th- that's okay, a hell of a that argument. would be your he, if, he that, was if, if that's a monster for the, three title. Teams. Listen, Justin, if that's the criteria on the Hall nomination for what it takes to get up there, then you're 100% right. Yeah. I don't think you that, have a higher bar. I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you the why. Yeah. I, my bar is whether you put it up or not. Like, do I say, but. The thing is, I don't understand. I'm not sold on the why, but if you put it up there, I'm not mad. I'm there. I'm cheering them on. Yeah. I'm there, handing out, yeah. trying to say hello, whatever. Thanks, love them to death. You know, I, I but I'm also under the guys that like Lariano should be up there too. And you know, Not, so now
0: it, you're getting silly. Now you're getting in the No piston, because it's because
1: of the historical thing. So yeah. that's where the Ring of Honor is something a little tier level down where yeah. like the grind line belongs, yeah. all the workers the the Russian I like that five. Yeah. Right?
0: I like the I like the Ring of Honor idea because it's like you that's can,
1: fine, dude. Cause you can even as put, like, long Chelly as you O's know the there. history. Yeah. Right? Like if you know the history and the history of you know, and 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 I guess, you know, the story, uh, you know, we can go on and on. But the stories, <laughs> there's a reason why. And I can't answer you. I can speculate. Yeah. I can go by being a Red Wing fan my whole life. I can go by going from watching it from the stands to playing it on the ice to freaking being the guy in, right in the middle of it. Yeah. Right? Right, wrong. And, and when I say it's above my pay grade, it's like I don't pay attention to stuff that really doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, well, you were at a different level than me. I mean, the, I'm just a jackass. No, no, fan, no, no so, you're not, though, but, but we're at the same, no, no,
1: about. we're at the same thing. And it's yeah. your opinion. You, it's yeah. like your love for the wings and my love for the wings. There, it's not a greater, it's if you say, I love them with everything, I love them with everything, but yeah. my everything and your everything could be different, but it, it doesn't mean that your idea is wrong or whatever. This is where I want people to understand. I'm trying to explain what may be the why. Yeah, I just I'm undecided. If I could put a vote, it'd be I'm. I need more collateral. I need more argument. I need to know what what is the criteria that is held to yeah. whoever allows them there, and could he reach that criteria, or is it strictly not a stats thing? Is it strictly because of the the bad taste? Or whatever is well, that it's, what it's a so, so wait, but that's the why. So you're speculating like anybody else on the why when you can't know, I think like I can't know.
0: I think that's informed speculation that it is a personal issue. I don't think that's like wild conjecture but, but, on my part.
1: That's but pretty what well is, established. But so, but what's the personal issue?
0: They're, they resented that Fedorov left. They thought he was disloyal for... So there you flirting. go. If
1: you're disloyal to the Red Wings when they're owned at the time to whatever it is, maybe that is a...
0: Yeah, but the guy, this but, isn't a plantation. Like, the, guy, the guy's allowed Listen, talk... if you <laughs>
1: own the team, you own the people that go into the rafters. It's your team. Buy the team and then put oh, whoever no, you I'm, want I'm in there. I'm not saying
0: we should legally challenge their right to make the decision. That's a separate no, no, argument. No, you're, I'm just you're not I even saying... You're the not the even decision.
1: understanding. That's why they have the right, the no, Illich they have family. The, of
0: course they have the right. I no, no, like the Illich
1: family has the choice, not the right. It's their call. Oh, yeah, they Same thing. It. It's not your call. Well,
0: I agree with that. I'm so,
1: just, so or anybody's call. I'm so, I'm not
0: challenging I, their, their right or that it's but their But you're call.
1: speculating because you haven't heard somebody specifically tell you. It's just that. It's informed
0: speculation. What's that mean? It means it's. it's Is well, that like allegedly? <laughs> It's well sourced. Is that is that the step above, above allegedly it, it, from the same person? Teach me that,
1: some big J journalism here, kid. As, journalism. As our boy Ray here, the herd. Hi, Colin. Yeah,
0: that's you. I didn't Colin. know you were a Colin Coward fan hey, too. Now, so now I got a photo with Colin. Coward. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You oh, always dreamt to that. No, I, I just mean that. That like, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. And
1: you know what? If I if I had to, since we're in Michigan, right, and we're yep. a gambling state, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, right. I would if I'm betting, right. You what? You're gonna give? I'm gonna run you odds on. That's a, like you're gonna place one to five odds on your bet, right? So you're that's a minus three fifty bet if you want to book yeah. that bet. And now we got which a degenerate means, in
0: the house. I love it.
1: Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Speaking which my which means now. that I'm pretty sure that you're right. But yep. I'm not 100% right. It's not 1,000.
0: That's fair. That's fair. We're off the rails. We'll finish with these two but real does quick. That, do you like do the gambling aspect? Do you like the gambling aspect? I'll, I'll have have six hours about gambling, too. That's, that, that is my language. I love that stuff, to a fault. Like, even if I don't bet, I just like the topic. Uh, all right, Ben. So we'll, we got two more. We're talking about hockey barns. The JLA versus the LCA. Joe Serena versus Little Caesars Arena. We know who has the nicer concourse, the nicer bathrooms. Just the better hockey barn.
1: No, no, one of them's a, a, an ice arena. The other one's an entertainment. Yeah, phenomenon. Right. No, no, it's yeah, it's all right. the stands. It's a, And here's the thing. You mentioned it earlier when you were sitting up in the stands and your dad had the lower seats and at an intermission you, you met and I was going to say what garbage can or what bathroom or whatever because <laughs> that was Joe Louis Arena. Right. Now, here's the culture thing for everybody out there, Wing Wheel Nation, as this team builds and as they start opening up the state or getting back in or if you get the opportunity right now, anybody who's watching this that gets to go down as a health worker or attend one of these home games, right? right? Sit somewhere you haven't sat before and learn where you like to watch it from because what we have to do as fans, and this will be what I'm going to be preaching for the next three, four years is how do we turn that LCA they just he just gave us a bigger toy right he gave us a bigger toy but how are we going to get it so the timing of everybody back in the seats is in the flow and we'll figure that out we have time as the team grows but my goal is when they're there and they're the team that like was like our team because once he gets the culture Steve Eisenman right they're going to be back where they're going to be Conference finalists, at least you know because you can't control the bounce. But yep. they fill that team. But we're down there, and we're 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 embracing a different suck, right? Because we're good, and then you can't always win, no, even though you're supposed to. Yep. But the whole thing is so. To your point, JLA is is the greatest. You know, it was, it was phenomenal. As far as, but that's old school. That's a hockey rink. I mean, it smells like beer and piss, and it's just—it was the best. I miss it. But, 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 so we got to turn. So right now, you know, I would love to have this conversation in five years, and me say LCA.
0: Well, yeah, because LCA, it's at such a disadvantage because you're saying it. So there's that's no, so no we no know what we're
1: working yet. with. Yep. We have three, four years to figure out. So be responsible and and take advantage of watching. Listening, seeing, knowing what you would do and and timing how, what brings you back, what draws you away, what's your missed time. And, you know, so that we can get everybody on the same page so that we can all enjoy it and rock that place like the Joe, get the wave going around there,
0: get it going. It like was built for good acoustic. So they it'll built that pop that, able, that yeah. place.
1: If we can get it going, you could pop like Seattle sound. Concerts
0: are loud, So, I mean, it's built for sound. So it'll be impressive if they get the atmosphere down there. We'll finish here. Your favorite Stanley Cup championship, just the experience, uh, not the best team. They just if you could press replay and well, relive that two month playoff run, any of the four, which one you taking? Oh. That's a
1: that's a great question. That's a great question, dude. Like if I I'm a, if I if that's I'm gonna thing. think about it, it's probably ninety-eight.
0: Ooh, that would be, I would. And just like because place, we'd guessed. won. Yeah.
1: Been through it the year before. Joey Kosher, well-documented, play golf all before. So we had our streak intact about playing the, the day before games at home and then even sneaking it on the road. So we had ready, and it was more we knew the routine, the Timmy Taylor and whatever, the Chinese poker, the room service, the guys would have it ordered. We have the games on, and it was in the routine because as a hockey player, it's a routine. So Scotty would even say, like, what are you guys doing at the rink? Get to the golf course. Are you supposed (laughs) to be playing? Because it was the routine. So it was the comfortability that it worked from the last year because that's the whole thing, and to be able to sit back and really enjoy it and enjoy
0: that's a so, good, that's a. I mean, it's your, it's your it's answer. It's no, deep. But yeah, that's, I would have never guessed 98. I would have guessed for sure 97 or maybe 02 just because it was a hall of fame team. But
1: that was stressful though, because dude, you lose the first two at home and then dude, you can't really that lie. In series, in. You got yeah. no time to dude. You're like fight That's like going to the gunfight with one bullet. You're like, Oh shit.
0: Detroit was burning when you guys went down two nothing to Vancouver. Listen, then outside. he
1: had hot and had a conversation said, guys, Seriously, get your heads out of your asses, and yeah. can we just play to our potential? Thank you, Steve Eiserman. Out.
0: Yeah, you get, and that's what he did. And you guys were on the you know, on the ropes a couple of times: 2-0 against Vancouver, three two going into Colorado in the, in the <laughs> conference finals. Even Carolina was up one nothing and had you in trouble in Game Three. Yeah, triple overtime. Brett Hall
1: tipped, yeah. tipped,
0: it in with like a minute forty seven left, tied and up. in
1: New on, on off scored. Yeah. Yeah, so the triple overtime, which is now Red Wine IL three. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one too. Yeah, you were pushed to the brink a couple of times. People forget that as great as that team was. Well, man, it was awesome to have you. I appreciate you going into this. I I could talk to you all night, man. Seriously, you should have seen the prep sheet that I had. That I had to cut down. It was like seven pages longer. I, and I was that. like, I said, I can't keep this guy here until two a.m. So I'd, I'd love to have you back. Yeah, I know you. You got some stuff in the works with my buddies over at Woodward Sports. That's yeah. coming down, so we can catch you there pretty soon. You already have the Grindline Podcast. I got Grindtime Pod. So Grindtime. Time. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Grindtime with Darren there, McCarty. There which
1: uh, I'm gonna start firing up new episodes at the beginning of the month. Just waiting for the studio to get finished over there at Woodward Sports, and um, that's you know. Definitely uh, looking forward. We're gonna launch an afternoon show um with Tom Mazaway and figuring out uh you know what we're gonna there's there's gonna be another element to another person like I don't know if we're looking for what we're we're sticking handling around. We'll leave that to the big boss man, Chad yeah, Johnson. Handle that one.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah.
1: Chad's pay. You know what I mean? So I'm i yeah. I'm just excited for the opportunity just to, you know, I love to reach out and connect and And, you know, this is just part one to the next of the conversation and stuff like that. You know, that's one of the things is that, you know, that it's embracing what everybody wants to talk about, you know, and, and not being afraid, you know, and being proud that, you know, cannabis saved my life um, we're here in Michigan. It's legal. Now it's get educated, get medicated. And you know, don't tell me what, tell me who. So yeah,
0: check out that Darren McCarty brand that you yep, guys got Darren some McCarty other stuff brand, coming And
1: out I too. got a CBD roll on out there. So that, that's my own, uh, Madagascar vanilla hippie blend. That's, you know, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, they, and it's in my licensing agreement with Pencana up and, Exit one eighty one, the big P on the side of the road. So, we got a lot of things coming up, but it's uh, just connection. Uh, you could get check me out any of the blue check marks, but Darren McCarty four on Twitter. I uh, you might you see me running in and out of there every now and then with some smart remarks. So, uh, so please come on board.
0: Uh, we and we'd love to have you back, and you know appreciate your time. And honestly, just uh, you know I. I think you're an interesting guy to begin with, and the adult, you know, mid 30s me, you know, say, "Hey, this is cool and interesting conversation." But the the 10 year old in me is like doing cartwheels because I fucking loved you, man. I mean, I just, I really did. Well, here's the
1: beauty, right? Is that now you, right? Who is that 10 year old, right? Now we can have the man to man conversation that I couldn't have with that 10 year old to right. explain it, but with the things that you know, because I'm the same guy. As you're the same kid, but now you got reps. Now Uncle D Max got reps, right? So now it's like because you, it's that trust. Yeah. And where you're getting your, don't tell me what, tell me who, and and that's the thing that is the connection that we have is just to embrace it. And I say, you know, here's the thing: I don't care what anybody does, but if I'm not doing it, please don't do it around me. But if you are, or you have questions. You know that's what he mean by that. So, like, I want you to know it's real, right? Like that. That that's the whole thing. I'm as real as you get, right? And now I just sort of, you know, I I love the fact that you kids have all that. You know, I was the, the puck story, man. That brings it all around. Like it's always and it's it's and it. It's an infinite circle. It never ends. It just keeps going and starts new ones. And that one ended a story, right? That ended one chapter and it started another one. And look, you were walking in and you got a daughter and you got a young son. And you know, just like, you know, watching people, and it's great to be able to cheer and to learn and from the younger a younger generation that we have a connection. And
0: right. you're you're a beloved figure in the city, and I, I think you always will be. And you know you are an adopted son here. And you know it's just uh, it, it, looking back. It, if I had to name, you know, the three or four most iconic Detroit sports figures, just in terms of their connection to the community, you'd have to be on anybody's list. I hope
1: so. You'd have to be. You know, the, 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 if if any championship or anything like the, is to be just the the, the people's, you know. The, the thing, people's the, the people's champ, dude, I that's like that. it we'll because that. that's that just as far as because the grind line and, you know, that's for the guys on the line. That's why I do the make the trips to the to the stamp plants and say hi, you know, back in the day, because we I've always felt that I got chosen to do what everybody else that wanted to do. So I tried to represent what you would all do in that situation to the best of the, my ability, especially as being that teammate right? That was the most important thing. That's the thing that saved me from my alcoholism and any of the addictions throughout was the game of hockey and my love of my teammates to do, to sacrifice different things at the time, you know, how to, but that's the brotherhood. And that's what carried me through my addictions and helps me fight them to this day.
0: And, and it's what's resonated going forward. And, you know, I'm glad you're in Michigan still and hope you never leave. And you just, again, happy to have you. It was an honor and uh, you yeah, know, wish you well with Woodward Sports. Love to have you back. And uh, this has just been really cool, man. Thanks so much. Awesome,
1: Justin. It's been a pleasure, man. Sparty on.
0: Yeah, Sparty on. This so is Sparta. We are in Sparta, as far as uh, Darren's concerned. So, Derek McCarty, uh, that was just awesome. And I want to give a little love to the great and powerful Oz on the other side of the curtain. Ben August, our producer, who is awesome. I didn't count any flubs with the production tonight, Ben. So. And
1: a rewind yeah. and a replay. Did yeah, you we were throwing curveballs
0: at him, so great job. Uh, our set I knew designer, you were in
1: charge when I came in. Ben, but
0: He's got, he's got a, a grasp on everything. Our set designer, graphic designer, Eric, who is normally in his boxers on his own couch, is actually in his boxers on my couch right outside the door here checking us out. Well, you so.
1: told him the bar was open and then the fly, I was in the mid-conversation and the next thing. Poof. He was
0: gone, yeah. He knows where the bar Sound is at. guy works hard. Yeah, he's, he's a There's great a guy. guy. So thank you all for watching. This has been a pleasure. Darren McCarty on the show. And we got a lot more coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to keep rolling. So appreciate you joining us. Spiro Avenue show. Justin Spiro with Darren McCarty. Thanks. We'll see you next time.